Hello everyone, hello, hello, hello. I just need to talk to you about the fact that this is my permanent hiatus from talking about my skepticism of religion. So, here are my questions about religion. The Bible talks a lot about ambiguous sexual ethics. So many people inherit purity culture from biblical interpretation as it is called. So my questions are, what is sexual purity like for people with disabilities? How do you keep a person who's labeled mute from seeing fornication? How do you keep a person who's labeled blind from reading Braille erotica? How do you keep a person who's labeled handicapped from literally fleeing sexual temptation? How do you keep a person who's labeled deaf from masturbation. How do you keep a person who's an invalid from premarital kissing in their wheelchairs? How do you keep a person who's labeled Down Syndrome from not having excessive amount of wet sex dreams? And any wet wet sex dreams for that matter. How do you keep a person's label with autism from sex shops, sex toy lines, and condom lines? How do you keep a person who is labeled with ADHD from hookup culture and and to be honest hyperactive while engaging in hookup culture not making fun but the stamina and hyperactivity go hand in hand with ADHD just being honest no diss how 
Do you keep a person that is just like Helen Keller? Can't see physically, can't hear physically from enduring rape culture. How do you keep people with disabilities from being human trafficking and sex trafficking victims slash survivors? How do you keep people with disabilities from pornography? How do you keep people with disabilities from sex museums? How do you keep people with disabilities from red light districts? How do you keep people with disabilities from strip clubs? How do you keep people with disabilities from host and hostess clubs? How do you keep people with disabilities from brothels? How do you keep people with disabilities from sugar parents and being sugar babies? How do you keep people with disabilities from adult enhancement products? How do you keep people with disabilities from infidelity? How do you keep people with disabilities from social sex? How do you keep people with disabilities from casual sex? How do you keep people with disabilities from friends with benefits? How do you keep people with disabilities from booty calls? How do you keep people with disabilities from one night stands? How do you keep people with disabilities from cruising for sex? How do you keep people with disabilities for anonymous sex? How do you keep people with disabilities from promiscuity? How do you keep people with disabilities from from sexual compulsive impulsive behaviors? How do you keep people with disabilities from being porn performers and porn stars? How do you keep people with disabilities from cohabitating with their unmarried living partner? See, these are the kinds of questions that the Bible fails to adequately answer. Paul failed to answer all of these questions. Peter failed to answer all of these questions. James, Jesus' brother, failed to answer all of these questions. John, the one who is said to have written some New Testament books, fails to answer all of these questions. And
In the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus never addressed these questions directly. And I've always had a problem with that. Because if you're going to tell people sexually this is how you're supposed to operate, then how come... Jeremiah, um, Isaiah, Solomon, David, Nehemiah, and Ezra. Joshua, Moses didn't answer any of these questions. It's like, I've noticed that in the Bible, I don't see, um, what is it like to have sex with a disability? Um, and that was always discouraging to me because here I am doing my best to heal my sexual past. And I don't see a person like myself having a wholesome sexual relationships in the scriptures. Um, The scriptures tend to paint most people as neurotypical. But when I do see people with disabilities, it's either to heal them, like... I could be for people with disabilities as long as they're physically healed or I'll let you have it but I won't tell you what it is Paul because Paul's the only person I've seen in the Bible where he had some kind of impairment but we never knew what it was So the Bible doesn't represent people with disabilities very well. It's either to banish them from certain religious environments or they're always healed or if they have something, we won't tell you what it is. Or if there's an illness, the baby is struck dead. Or we'll just label it to blindness and leprosy and deaf and muteness, but the entire disability spectrum It's not in the Bible. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit because I want to fully acknowledge my community. Um, And then I'll get back to mostly talking off the top of my head. Like, in the Bible, I don't see people who are labeled learning disabilities addressed. I don't see people labeled with intellectual disabilities being addressed. I don't see people with dyslexia being addressed. I don't see people with autism being addressed. I don't see multiple sclerosis being addressed. I don't see um, attention deficit disorder label being addressed. I don't see dyscalculia being addressed. I don't see epilepsy being addressed. I don't see muscular dystrophy being addressed. I don't see traumatic brain injury being addressed. I don't see dysgraphia being addressed. I don't see spinal cord injury being addressed. I don't see spina bifida 
being addressed. I don't see bipolar being addressed. I don't see schizoaffective disorder being addressed. I don't see schizophrenia being addressed. Um, I don't see people with mental health conditions fully being addressed. Um... I don't see phonological, lexical, motor, and spatial dysgraphias being addressed. Um, I don't see people with language disorders, learning disorders, fragile X syndrome, and Tourette syndrome being addressed. Um, I don't see... um, Knee injuries include fractures, bone damage, ligaments, cartilage damage, and arthritic conditions being addressed. Um, I don't see nonverbal learning disorder, quiet dyslexia, specific language impairment, speech language impairment, scoptopic sensitivity syndrome being addressed. Um, I don't see age-related macular degeneration cardiac diabetic retinopathy and glaucoma being addressed um I don't see clinical depression dementia obsessive compulsive disorder post-traumatic stress disorder being addressed I don't see cystic fibrosis, neurotube defects, birth defects, and birth deformities and amputation loss of limbs being fully addressed in the Bible. Um, I don't see executive functioning oral slash written language disorders and specific written comprehension deficits being addressed. Um, I don't see disability affecting vision, movement, thinking, remembering, learning, communicating, hearing, mental health, and social relationships being addressed. I don't see functional impairments and structural impairments being addressed. I don't see psychiatric disabilities, medical disabilities, mobility disabilities being addressed. I don't see low vision being addressed or really, you know, hard of hearing. I don't really see that being addressed. I don't see metabolic disorders, sensory processing disorders being addressed. I don't see sensory disability, visual hearing, olfactory, gust factory and somatosensory being addressed. I don't see olfactory gustatory impairment being addressed. I don't see balance disorders being addressed. I don't see somatosory impairments being addressed. I don't see other emotional disabilities being addressed.
I don't see locomotor disabilities being addressed. I don't see dwarfism and people being labeled midgets being addressed. I don't see intellectual disabilities being addressed. I don't see strokes, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, dystonia, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, Huntington's disease, neuromuscular disease, and strokes and heart attacks and panic attacks being addressed. I don't see... Um people dying in the middle of sex, you know, heart, heart attacks when it comes to sex. I don't see that being addressed. I don't see the last sima being addressed. I don't see hemophilia being addressed. I don't see sickle cells disease being addressed. I don't see deaf blindness being addressed. I don't see two or more disabling conditions being addressed. I don't see acid attack victims being addressed. I don't see speech language disability being addressed and none of this makes any sense to me you would think I, 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 I would like to think that in the bible that I could easily find these labels being addressed because I'm pretty sure people had these conditions in the ancient days they just didn't know what to call it I'm like God should have made it available for these things to be called that way it makes the Bible more of something to relate to versus people who are mental disabilities is very vague. You don't really see much about them. They're mentioned, but in terms of, okay, what happened to them? Their grade, their friends, their family. You get bits and pieces, but people with disabilities are in biblical obscurity, biblical vagueness, biblical ambiguity, and biblical unclearness. They're just, it's basically they're treated, in the Bible, people with disabilities continue to be treated like feel-good stories in the New Testament, and they're treated as irritants in the Old Testament. Um, you you, You don't get much about their biography and it makes me think did it's it's unclear if any person with a disability ever wrote any biblical books that ended up being published in the accepted biblical canon as well as the lost books of the bible Hmm. so those are my issues uh, with scripture. How do you go about sexual purity when it comes to people with all these kinds of disability labels that I just named? And they don't really think about this stuff in church. I, they would just look at me shocked like, oh, we never think that far ahead. Because in their subconscious mind, sexual purity is for neurotypical people. And if you're a person with a disability, you're all extremely asexual, sexless beings people. And even in church, a lot of people think about people like me in those kinds of ways. They don't think of us as sexy without objectification. They don't think of us as romantic beings without, oh, if you're a person with disability, you're just naturally bad at marriage, which is a lie. Or you're just naturally bad at 
life partnerships that don't include marriage is also another lie. So they don't think of us in those ways. You would think if we, if they would fight for disability social justice that people with disabilities could get married sooner, right? People with disabilities could date more often and live together and met in romantic blissfulness. But marriages and life partnerships and sex and romance are delayed because one of the reasons is because the church does not fight for disability social justice. And that is just heartbreaking um, to me. Um, When I look at um, the Bible, um, I come to recognize that... um, Another set of issues that I had with the Bible, honestly, is that um, there is so much Bible is silent on disability safety nets. The Bible is silent on disability social mobility. The Bible is silent on disability economic justice. The Bible is silent on taxation justice for people with disabilities, social insurance justice for people with disabilities, public health justice for people with disabilities public school justice for people with disabilities, private school justice for people with disabilities, public services justice for people with disabilities, labor law justice for people with disabilities, regulation of markets justice for people with disabilities, to ensure distribution of wealth justice for people with disabilities, and equal opportunity justice for people with disabilities. Um... And then I've also noticed that um, the Bible is silent when it comes to disability justice in courts, education, electricity, emergency services, environmental protection, healthcare, mail, military, public buildings, public libraries, public parks, public policy, public utilities, public transportation, social services, state schools, telecommunications, transportation infrastructure, civil service, urban planning, waste management, and water supply work. And I noticed that the Bible is silent on Disability social services justice regarding universal human rights, democratic principles, uh, public housing, welfare, um, infrastructure, um, food banks, police, fire services, and social work. 
now you understand more of the reasons why I'm a secular person. And I noticed that a small amount of black churches were actually actively participating in the civil rights movement. Um, Many black clergymen opposed the Reverend Dr. Pastor Martin Luther King Jr. because he chose not to be a token Negro for white clergymen. Unlike them, they actually chose to be token Negroes for white clergymen. When Martin Luther King Jr. opposed the Vietnam War and turned the civil rights struggle to the human rights struggles, many black men with religious honorifics and styles, ecclesiastical um, titles and styles rooted in Christianity, publicly denounced him and renounced him. They treated him as if he was the Antichrist in black human form. And I've noticed that the black church had its roots in slavery. They would have black slaves being groomed as black preachers to pacify the slaves in the name of legalized white supremacy in Atlantic slave trade form. And the black slaves had to worship with the black slave masters. Imagine worshiping somebody who rapes you, lynches your loved ones, sells your loved ones to the deep south, legally prostitutes your kids, dishonors black marriages invalidating them, saying, I know that's your wife, but I can sexually have my way with her and I can put her as a part of my African breeding farm in the Southern Red States. I can have her impregnated by other men. So even though it's actually rape, I'm gonna call it divine infidelity. Meaning it's not really cheating. It's just God is making your marriage an open marriage, but I can define what God says biblically because I'm white and pale, you're black and you're crusty. That's how slave masters thought of my 
black ancestry, the black ancestry of other black folks. And these black and ancestry of ours who are black. Imagine being cursed out, called every racial slur, call a black person, unscripted, and reading passages from the Bible while you're being raped, beaten, set on fire. And sometimes you would get physically and sexually abused in front of your children, in front of your unmarried partner in front of your spouse but these were all white clergymen predominantly doing such unchristlike things and imagine the only way to get on Christian television television if you're black is if You have white evangelical business people. If it wasn't for their dollars, you wouldn't be able to move your black church to any of the red states that have a high concentration of white evangelical support. Let's say you're in a part of the world in America where your church is small, little to no resources, but somehow the pastor becomes what your black pastor becomes what white evangelical America says, that's our token Negro. So I'm going to move y'all to a place where it's nearby our Christian television headquarters. And I'm gonna move you there. But here's the thing. If you ever get out of line with us, we will give you threatening phone calls to keep you in line. For example, you're going to be on our networks. You cannot be seen with Al Sharpton so much. You cannot be seen with Bishop William Barber so much. You cannot, you can't really be at social justice rallies. You really cannot partner up with social justice organizations, especially ones that are considered quote-unquote minority-owned or minority-ran or predominantly indigenous, black, and minority people of color. And any social justice you're going to be doing, make sure we don't see it. Make sure word doesn't get out that you're a part of it. And make sure you're not you're not doing open letters. Um, 
about the state of the social justice that we are causing as white evangelicals and rape culture shut up about it domestic violence keep your mouth zipped misogyny you better not address that racism we're going to accuse you of racism if you even address racism. And if you talk about intersectional injustice in the black community that's perpetuated by us, we got, we'll keep our thumb on you, boy. And... We're going to be harsher to the black women preachers that we feel are our token Negroes, too. Can't be sister girl and be down with us. So, we want you to preach that prosperity gospel. We want you to Use Christian cliches that easily cause people to speak in tongues and perform exorcisms and do faith healings and run laps around the sanctuary, slap money on the altar and dance like they're at a nightclub, but not too sexy. They can't look, you can't look too revealing now. You can't be too sensual now. And you cannot ever say anything bad about any other preacher or pastor or ministry or church, even if they are engaging in slaveholding religion, even if they're engaging in transactional religion. Even if, giving, even if they are engaging in tribal religion, even if they're engaging in pharisaical hypocrisy, even if they're engaging in sex scandals, even if they're engaging in embezzlement scandals, even if they're engaging in child abuse and adult abuse, mm-mm. You can't say that from your pulpits because actually your pulpits is ours because we our white pulpits control your black pulpits. Our white parishioners control your black parishioners. Our white church leadership controls your black church leadership. Our white pastors control your white pastors. Our white preachers control your white preachers. Our white deacons control your black deacons. Our white ministers control your black ministers. We dictate everything you say and don't say. And as long as you're not fully Christian, we'll act like that's Christian. Because to us, subconsciously, being Christian is secular. You can't fully be for Jesus and live a health and wealth life. Mm -mm. If you're really for Jesus, that means We can't enjoy our double living. We can't enjoy our double dipping. 
We can't enjoy our double-mindedness. We can't enjoy our double-dealing. Jesus, it gets in the way of all those lifestyles we want to live. We're not fully comfortable with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as a result of that. We're not comfortable with some of the red, red words that Jesus said, that Paul said he said as a result. We're not fully comfortable with Paul because Paul would denounce us if he was alive today, especially hot-headed, stubborn, feisty Peter, Jesus' right-hand man, basically. Paul denounces people like us whenever he addresses the sins of the camp, also known as the iniquities of the church. So, these are more the reason why I'm secular because these issues are largely ignored by many pious circles. And they get angry if you address black social mobility, black safety nets, black economic justice, taxation, black justice, black social insurance justice, black public health justice, black public school justice, black private school justice, black public services justice, black labor law justice, black regulation of markets justice, black Ensure distribution of wealth justice, black equal opportunity justice, black justice in courts, education, electricity, emergency emergency services, environmental protection, healthcare, mail, military, public buildings, public libraries, public parks, public policy, public utilities, public transportation, social services, state schools, telecommunications, transportation infrastructure. Urban planning, waste management, water supply, networks, welfare, social services, universal human rights, democratic principles, um, infrastructure, public housing, fire services, uh, police, social work, and food banks. So addressing all these issues when it comes to disability justice and black justice is frowned upon by many in white evangelical circles and sad to say black evangelical circles who want to be the black version of 
white superiority supremacy also don't want to deal with any of these two subjects, black justice, disability justice. So a lot of the black pastors are black, are minstrel shows for um, white sermonizers. Um, In the church, sad to say, there's a difference between preaching black and preaching white. Preaching black is, imagine Showtime at the Apollo as pastors. Preaching white is imagine the country music awards as pastors. And it's sad that in church that is talked about in the Christian world, but not publicly talked about, which is shameful to me. And sometimes the black preacher feel like, I got to preach white to be accepted. That's how, to some extent, they're on these religious television networks. But some of them will say, preach a little black, because white is bland, but black is, it's emotive, and it it causes people to be rambunctious, because that's how we define blackness. So that's what, that, that happens in that world. It's not talked about. And plus you got, you know, black churches, are longer, white churches are shorter, especially white Catholic churches, even black Catholic churches are a little bit longer. And these are just, you know, racist tendencies that I'm that are talked about, but you know, they just let it happen. For example, in black churches, some people go, man, I wish I could be a member of a white church because we way too long. White people get in and out. And these are issues in church I go, I don't want to go. You know, not enough white people engaging in black racial justice and black racial outreach. I'm talking about white churches. The fact you got predominantly black, predominantly white, predominantly Hispanic, I'm like, that's not the heaven I read about. That's not the Jesus I studied. That's not the God and Holy Spirit that I was taught. Um, by my grandma Clara. Um, none of these 11 a.m. segregated hour, the most segregated hour on Sunday, none of that fits the Bible that I actually perused through and read every book of it. So, in closing, I say that all of my reasons for being unchurched, non-churched, de-churched, religiously unaffiliated and secular have been fully exposed. I spoke too soon. 
Um, it doesn't even mention the need for black civil services justice. And then I noticed that um, the Bible is silent on justice for women, girls. LGBTQI plus people, children, boys, men, indigenous peoples, Native Americans, Middle Easterners. Refugees, immigrants, foreigners, strangers, DACA recipients, asylum seekers, and those at the boredom wall. The, their justice in of all these groups within courts, education, electricity, emergency services, environmental protection, healthcare, mail, military, public buildings, public libraries, public parks, public policy, public utilities, public transportation, social services, civil services, state schools, telecommunications, transportation, infrastructure, urban planning, waste management, water supply, um networks and uh, social mobility, safety nets, economic justice, taxation, social insurance, public health, public schools, private schools, public services, labor law, regulation of markets, ensure distribution of wealth and equal opportunity. There, these, the, group, the justice is with all these groups of people are not talked about. And and all these groups of people I talked about, their justice in public housing, fire services, police, I think universal health care, food banks, social work, infrastructure, welfare, universal human rights, democratic principles. And social services are not even talked about. And all these groups that I'm talking about are people with disabilities, black people, um, indigenous people, people of color, Native Americans, Hispanic people, DACA recipients, asylum seekers, immigrants, refugees, foreigners, uh, strangers, women, girls, LGBTQI plus people, men, boys, children, non-binary people um, and even the elderly um, the sick the disabled elders youth children and families and how God made you should help them That's, these are all silent in the Bible all these types of justice for all these types of groups of people are silent in the Bible including Middle Easterners and 
as well. And then when I think about um, And I noticed that the Bible is silent on sex worker, social mobility, sex worker, safety net, sex worker, economic justice, sex worker, taxation justice, sex work, social insurance justice, sex work, public health justice, sex work, public school justice, sex work, private school justice, sex work, public services justice, sex work, civil services justice. Sex work, labor law justice, sex work, regulation of markets justice, sex work, ensure distribution of wealth justice, sex work, equal opportunity justice. And the Bible is silent on sex work, justice in courts, education, electricity, Emergency services, environmental protection, healthcare, mail, military, public buildings, public libraries, public parks, public policy, public utilities, public transportation, social services, state schools, telecommunications, transportation infrastructure, urban planning, waste management, water supply network. Welfare. Infrastructure, food banks, police, universal health care, fire services, public housing, universal human rights, democratic principles, all relating to sex workers. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 33 But Samuel said As your sword has made women childless So will your mother be childless among women And Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord at Gilgal To me that passage and many other Old Testament passages Show that the Bible writers are were rude to child-free women. The Bible writers were ill-mannered to child-free women. The Bible writers were bad-mannered toward child-free women. When it comes to child-free women, the Bible writers were impolite, discourteous, impertinent, Insolent, impudent, cheeky, audacious, presumptuous, uncivil, disrespectful, unmannerly, ill-bred, churlish, crass, curt, brusque, blunt, ungracious, graceless, brash, unpleasant, disagreeable, offhand, short, sharp, offensive, insulting, derogatory, disparaging, abusive, tactless, Undiplomatic, uncomplimentary, uncharitable, unchivalrous, ungallant, 
ungentlemanly, malapart, contumelious, underbred, mannerless. And, and the Bible writers were making child-free women feel like that they are unladylike because they are not biological mothers. Bible writers were nasty, start startling, abrupt, and sudden. With child-free women. The Bible writers believe that motherhood was synonymous with womanliness, femininity, feminineness, feminine qualities, womanly qualities, women, women folk, womankind, womankind, woman, and the female sex. And the Bible writers felt like motherhood was synonymous with Molibrity. I noticed that the Bible writers. Idol worshipped female parents, biological mothers, birth mothers. And a woman in relation to her child or children. Now, all the rest of my reasons for being secular have been officially, finally, that I can confirm, fully exposed. The Bible writers promoted the maltreatment of barren women and the mistreatment of barren women too.